G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Ashley Saunders is the National Director of Family Voice Australia, monitoring some of those issues that are unfolding right now, even as we speak, shaping the culture of our nation. A special welcome back to 2020 to you, Ashley Saunders. Good morning, Noel. It's good to be with you. Ashley, the hottest topic right now, uh, and of course we're on to a lot of hot topics today, but perhaps the hottest one, and I mentioned in the introduction there that it is potentially a watershed moment uh, next week for what is coming, because the Prime Minister, as we speak today, is embattled on every side, but needs to keep faith with voters on uh, his promises about same-sex marriage. What are your thoughts about things that are going on at the moment? It really is important that the Prime Minister and the government in general uh, does keep faith with Australian voters. They they went to the election last year with a platform that there would be no change to redefine marriage uh, without uh, Australians having a vote, uh, having their own say. And uh, the very fact that the Senate has blocked that does not justify any any change, any back down, uh, any other approach. It is very important that the government keep faith. It's very important that what they went to the election saying, uh, what people voted for them because they were saying that they actually uphold. Ashley, there are a number of homosexuals in the Liberal camp and threatening to derail the government's uh, policy on having a plebiscite. What are your thoughts about the potential for a derailing that could happen next week? Uh, First of all, let me say that um, uh, at at least one of those people to whom you mention is someone I count as a friend, and and I believe firmly that it's important for people um, of different persuasions and people having different views about these topics, uh, especially as followers of Jesus, we should demonstrate the love uh, for people. We can, we can argue, we can debate, we can discuss the issue, but let's not lose sight of the fact that, uh, that we're to love people. And so in that context, yet, yet there are some people who, uh, who, who are agitating uh, and who desperately want this to be on the agenda, desperately want this not to go off the agenda. And, um, and uh, even though they're adamant about it, uh, even though uh, there are moves afoot and and who knows from day to day, it's the sort of thing that changes not only daily, uh, if normally a week is a long time in politics, I would suggest that this week uh, even an hour is a long time in politics. And so we need to make sure that, uh, that the federal uh, representatives um, do what they said they would do and that they would make no change without people having a say. There, of course, is the plebiscite, which was voted down by the Senate. 
But there is a sort of a plebiscite light, the idea of a postal plebiscite. And I know you have, in earlier conversations on our updates, expressed some caution about whether that would be a good move to go to. Uh, What are your thoughts on the possibility that a postal plebiscite may be the way that the Prime Minister might diffuse uh, some of the issue? Well, my my concern is simply that um, the question of whether or not it has legitimacy in the sense that um, if, for example, a postal um, plebiscite indicated that Australians did not want to change the definition of marriage, uh, I believe firmly that those who would want to still advance their cause to change the definition would seek to um, disregard the postal plebiscite on the basis of it being non-compulsory, of it not being um, in, in that, I guess, confidential place of the ballot box and so they would be wanting to disregard that and and indicate reasons why it should not be followed Um, and so it's just the legitimacy of it uh, the argument of the legitimacy um, that the opponents may very well seize upon to still keep their uh, their agenda going. Ashley, one of the other things that's been touted, the idea of having a private vote within the Liberal Party room as to whether they will proceed with a plebiscite idea or not. Uh, Your thoughts on what might happen in a very important party room meeting next Tuesday? Well, newspapers today are reporting that only about 20% of the Liberal Party room uh, would uh, would want to go away from the existing policy. Um, but regardless of what the numbers actually are, um, governments do from time to time um, reassess policies and, um, and we need to accept that um, they have a legitimacy in doing so. Uh, I would certainly urge federal MPs and senators to, um, to not change the policy that they were elected on. And so I think quite apart from the issue, um, the, whole, the whole idea of the integrity of the government um, is in my view at stake because the government went to an election with a policy, people voted for them um, because of that, um, and they need to keep faith. And so is it a discussion that, that the party room can have? By all means, have the discussion. But I would urge them um, to take into account the very strong feelings of so many people who would, who would then um, be let down if they change their policy. There's lots more to talk about. I don't want to miss the opportunity, though, Ashley, with you on the line today uh, to talk about those things as a Christian leader, those things that we might understand about the nature of marriage, whether we're talking about natural marriage, that biologically that's right between a man and a woman. But as a Christian believer, too, when we understand the nature of marriage, what is it that we ought to understand as the debate continues to unfold, may come to a crescendo next week, as Christian believers, what do you think we need to know? We need to, we need to understand that marriage is not just about the good ordering of society. Marriage is a core gospel um, feature. And so right from Genesis 1, right to the end of Revelation, we see in Genesis 1 that God created uh, man and woman in his own image. And having made man and woman in his own image, he said, that's good. Now go and exercise dominion over all the other creation. Uh, Subdue it and go ahead and multiply. Uh, And and so there's a sense in which uh, right from the beginning of creation, 
the idea of man, woman, the idea of uh, families, natural families, was part of God's plan. And then we see, going over into the New Testament, that uh, um, Jesus is described as the bridegroom coming for his bride, the church. And so that marriage um, idea, the whole idea of family, is not only about ordering society, and it is good for that, but it's also revealing something about who God is and his plan for us and our relationship with him. And so uh, we relate to God as Father. We relate as the church to Christ uh, as the bridegroom. Uh, We in the church are called the family of God, and so it is a core gospel idea that, uh, that man and woman made in the image of God are to subdue the earth, exercise dominion, multiply, and the human relationships are meant to reveal something of the relationship that we have with God himself. And when understood in that way, it's perfect and it's beautiful uh, and it's good for all of us. And the reason why we have marriage the way we do and that is uh, being defended is because this has been passed to us through our Christian heritage. Now, we have this heritage. It's been a blessing to the nation. It's been a blessing to the prosperity of a nation. Uh, When you start to change those sorts of definitions, Ashley Saunders. What sort of consequences do you talk to groups around the country about when they say, well, what's wrong with changing marriage? What are the consequences? Well, there's a whole range of consequences. One of them uh, is the implication for freedom of speech. And uh, we've seen um, even last week that there's been another attempt in Tasmania to take an evangelical pastor Uh, before the anti-discrimination tribunal in Tasmania because of comments that had been made on the church's uh, website or blog uh, which talk about the uh, God's plan uh, for creation and the dangers uh, of departing from that. And so uh, not content with taking the Catholic Archbishop before the tribunal last year, there's now an attempt to take a Presbyterian minister before the tribunal in Tasmania right now. Uh, I had the privilege of meeting with him in, in Hobart last week, and a lovely man, a lovely godly man who, uh, who wants what's best uh, for not only his church community, but for the wider community. And so there's, there's, it's almost like thought crimes. Uh, if you... If you say anything or if you think something that's contrary to the agenda that is prevailing, uh, then there's, there's a degree of marginalisation and persecution. So there's implications for freedom of speech. There's implications uh, for the freedom of conscience. People not only holding to a particular view, but having the freedom in society to act out that view. Uh, we saw when Andrea Williams was here from Britain last week and the week before, the number of cases that uh, her organisation has to handle from nurses and doctors and social workers and university students who are being alienated or marginalised or suspended or even sacked, uh, sometimes for gross misconduct, for even offering prayer and those kinds of things. Serious implications for freedom of religion. And what about our kids? Uh, because in the in the name or in the cause of normalising homosexual and bisexual lifestyles in a in a world that says gender is unimportant, that the types of things that our kids are exposed to is just terrible, and their innocence is being violated, and there are terrible consequences. It's not just 
a matter. I'm sorry, maybe I'm not sorry, Neil, for being so passionate about this. It's not just a matter of changing some words in, a, in an act of parliament. There are serious social consequences for us as adults and also for our kids and grandkids. Ashley Saunders, don't be apologetic for being passionate because I suspect that Christian listeners uh, to this program and listeners everywhere, when they see you speak to audiences around the country, uh, that's what they're they're desperate to see, passion from leaders, passion from Christian leaders who are prepared to stand up and uh, speak some common sense into the debate. Of course, what goes along with all of that, and of course there's been more in the news this week uh, with the program that goes on in schools, the Safe Schools Coalition program is still in so many schools around Australia and uh, that's another one of the consequences and the sorts of things that people say, well, if you think safe schools is bad now, if the marriage definition changes, it'll be safe schools on steroids. What are your thoughts about the other consequences that happen with our children? Oh, just terrible. And uh, I'm really pleased to see that that, um, that, that mum who um, was exposed to uh, part of the Safe Schools program and decided to make a video of herself just talking um, normally as a mum would talk, saying, I want to tell you what I've, what I've seen, I want to tell you what I'm concerned about, uh, posted that on Facebook, and now there's been over 3.5 million views of that video and uh, she's getting the message out that there are serious consequences. Uh, interestingly, uh, Neil, last week, um, the Australian newspaper on page one, uh, one day last week, had that um, Jesus was was being banned from uh, from the playgrounds of schools, that, that students in Queensland uh, were being encouraged not to evangelise other students. And uh, one of the examples given of evangelising uh, other students was... Uh, giving a Christmas card that refers to the birth of Jesus. What, what, what an amazing departmental policy that uh, we don't want students giving other students at schools a Christmas card that refers to Jesus Christ. Have Santa, if you like, have reindeers, if you like, but don't mention Jesus. Um, I mention that today, Neil, because page one started that story. It finished, I think, on page four or six, and when you turn to where that story finished, there was also another story on that same page uh, um, lauding the idea that uh, diversity can be experienced. And so there's um, an Australian girl uh, wearing a sporting outfit uh, flanked by two Islamic girls wearing the hijab um, as part of their sporting equipment. And I'm thinking, isn't that amazing? Um, this, this atheistic culture wants to drive Jesus from the public schools and drive Jesus from the public square, but somehow or other, uh, embracing aspects of Islam is okay. Um, it, it doesn't make sense. There's so many things that don't make sense, but we are aware that next week, a potential watershed moment potential for change that may or may not be taking people by surprise. Certainly listeners to this program won't be taken by surprise that that moments will come when there are important decisions made. Prayer and fasting is something I've been hearing about. Uh, groups, individuals having times of prayer and fasting. Is this one of those important moments for Christian believers to be on their knees in the courts of the Lord? What are your thoughts, Ashley Saunders? I, I would always encourage prayer and fasting, and especially at potentially pivotal moments like this. 
And we need to recognize that he is God, that he is Lord, that he's not just God of creation, uh, he's not just Lord of those who acknowledge him, but Jesus Christ is Lord of all. He's Lord of Australia. And uh, we need to acknowledge him and bow before him, and we need to seek his face, perhaps like never before, may there be a real movement of the Spirit of God, that that the name of Jesus would be lifted high in this nation. Ashley Saunders, always so good getting your insights, and I often point people to the Family Voice Australia website. Uh, If people go to that website, uh, they uh, can access all sorts of resources and such things. Uh, Can they set up a time when you can come and visit their church, visit their group? Uh, Are you happy to do that sort of thing if people are making appointments with you? I'm more than happy. I've had the privilege this year of speaking in church groups in uh, South Australia and Victoria and the ACT and New South Wales and Queensland. I'm happy to do that. And uh, uh, if if they were to use the contact page on the website, they can express their interest and uh, I, I would look forward to the opportunity of speaking with them. Family Voice Australia, fava.org.au. Ashley Saunders is the National Director of Family Voice Australia. Ashley, thanks so much for joining us again today on 2020. It's been a pleasure and uh, my prayers are for our nation, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.